Yeah, the voice in your head is your number one coach. There's nothing I can do or say to rule the voice in your head. So go watch that video. And the thing I want to leave this podcast with is if you wouldn't say it to a kid, don't say it to yourself. Be the example. So again, it starts with your own thoughts to yourself and how you view yourself And then you can use that as a weapon for the rest of your life for yourself to make yourself better, but also to make the people around you better or your kids better. But it's going to start with you. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey everyone, we are back for episode <laughs> 16. Bet you thought we weren't coming back. <laughs> it's been too long. We're off track, but here we are. Technically, based on our schedule, we've only missed one podcast. Yes, but that puts us kind of a month behind, or it's been a month since our last podcast. It's almost, yeah, it's almost been a month. Um, but yeah, we are back and we are excited and we are glad that a few people said they... were wondering where our podcast yeah. was. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been a pretty crazy month, I guess, and... Uh, we could have fit a podcast in there. So mm-hmm. here's a bunch of excuses coming at you, but uh, life got really busy. And I think the podcast just got pushed off the table for a little bit, but yeah, we really enjoy doing these. And Jen just finished coaching an hour ago and she got home. I put packs into bed, Jen ate supper. And we thought we just need to bang one of these out and get back on track you're always one podcast away from getting back on track. Yes. Sometimes we overthink what we're going to say or how we're going to do it. And here we are. All right, let's I jump got back some, in. Some notes on a scrap piece of paper at the table because half of my office stuff is at the new gym and half of it is in the office in the tornado that is the office. So here we go. All right, updates. It's been a month. So I'm trying to think of all the good stuff or crazy stuff that's happened in the past month. Um, I think the big, big positive update is we, today was the first day in our new gym. Yep. We spent Friday, all day Friday moving, all day Saturday setting up and Sunday finishing the setup. And uh, yeah, today was the first day in the new gym. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Um, I actually cannot believe how much happened in the last, I want to say like 10 to 12 days. Like there was probably a period about two weeks ago or maybe, yeah, two and a half weeks ago where I kept saying to Zach, like, when do we know if we have to pull the plug and basically pay another month's rent? Like when, when will we know, when are we going to do this? And I kept just saying, okay, just get to the end of the week. Just, just get to the end of the week. We'll just see. And I mean, the toilets weren't even in a week ago. Yes, exactly. We didn't have toilets or sinks or lights in most of the bathrooms. There was a giant hole in the wall two weeks ago. Yeah. So I just, I think we were just very unsure on how all the trades, everything takes so long. So you're like, 
okay, it's been a month and a half to get here. How do we possibly finish in one more week? So yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a really, I mean, the last 72 hours has been insanely busy, but I think we were excited because we knew yeah. we were going to make it. The last week or so was pretty crazy because we didn't know we were going to make it. Yeah. And then somewhere in the middle there, thank goodness, Billy Jerry. I think it's Billy Gary. Billy Gary? Yeah. I think I asked Billy. His last name is Billy Gary. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I because, know that. Well, because I think some people say Billy Jerry. This is a member, by the way, if you guys aren't members at our gym, but Billy Jerry, I'm pretty sure it's actually Billy Gary. We're going to. We're going to ask him again to confirm, but well, we should know because we owe him a lot for all his help, but he gave me the backbone I needed to get some of our trades in order and, uh, and moving a little quicker. So don't know where I would be without that. Yeah. yeah and we had, that uh, support. yeah, we have hundreds of others to thank. So we, yeah. we better just stop there or we're going to leave people out. But, um, yeah, one cool highlight was we started moving Friday morning and, because we had to be out of there by Saturday and we had to be finishing setting up by Sunday. So we started the move on Friday. And I think at one point you might've asked me or I asked you, we weren't sure, but we thought, well, it's Friday. I mean, people, people are going to have people with regular jobs are going to be at work. So who's going to come help? And I said, I don't know, but we'll get a couple, we'll get a couple shift workers maybe. And my dad and myself, and we'll just get started. And then, People showed up like crazy. We had, I think, 15 people help us move on Friday morning. I think it was about 15. And I want to say 12 of them were like 60 or older or like 10 of them. We had half of our move class, our our master's class out to help. And a few of our older members who are retired and they crushed it. They kicked some serious ass. <laughs> they were like if there was any proof all business. Yeah. What our gym represents or what we're doing works or the move class. If you needed a proof, that was it right there. We had, um, I mean, Bill, Bill and Jan from the move class, but Bill is 75 and he's just hauling barbells and dumbbells <laughs> to trucks. Like it's pretty crazy. You, when you see people who are like functionally fit, like a 75 year old, carrying weights for hours then volunteering yes. you should also say volunteered yeah. to do this you just yeah you realize how important it is or how cool it is but you almost you almost forget ages because it's just kind of almost normal to watch now a little bit mm -hmm. yeah and that's not to say that all of the younger people that helped on friday saturday and sunday <laughs> are any less special but we were just we kind of got a chuckle that yeah the move class helped us yeah. helped us move. I think it makes, yeah, move class helped us move in. I think it's a good reminder of we want to be fit when we're older because yeah. it eventually is coming. So great job to the 60 plus crowd who showed up in trucks and trailers and were ready to work. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy weekend, but we opened today and... Today, the province actually, as a whole, went back into orange precaution levels for COVID. Um, yeah, and we kind of changed the whole way that we laid out the, the, the workout floor space at the gym because of COVID. And so it's almost kind of fitting that 
we we just knew we'd be heading back here at some point and yeah we got possession of our building september 1st yeah. correct and before that we knew like we purchased it or when like a few months before that well i think it was i mean originally we saw it in december and i think we kind of made an offer in was it january right. or february so like it's, it's almost been it's a year been a of looking yeah. at this building so i think ever since we look at it the first time we our brains were spinning of how to set up this gym the best way and i think we had a couple setup ideas in mind and then i'm pretty sure this was your idea i'll give you full credit that at one point jen just said we should just set we should separate the rigs and set up the rigs in people's quadrants so essentially we do all of our workouts in our squares now the squat rack the pull-up bar your wall wall station just everything is in your square and yeah it's genius and i today was the first workout and it was i think with covid or without covid it was pretty awesome that you can do everything in your station you don't have to walk through anybody's barbells or you know jog 50 feet just yeah, to get to the wall you're not the furthest one from the rig or the one waiting on a piece of equipment or yeah, it was a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty slick setup. So good job, Jen and good job everybody else for adapting yeah. to all of this. And we're kind of back to wearing, we're not wearing masks when we work out, but back to wearing masks, entering our squares or leaving our squares. And it's anyway, day one was super smooth and a lot of fun. And just, I think we were just brimming with excitement. Well, yesterday and all weekend and, and today, and I feel like every member that came through the door just kind of fed into that excitement and they were excited and they congratulated us and they're just pumped and clapping after workout. And it was just, yeah, it's been a long journey. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been like a, a year working on this building. And I mean, it's been eight years to get to this point. We've had, we've had members who are, I mean, rocked 1.0 then there was 2.0, 3.0, and this would be like our fourth kind of gym set up or new new facility so um yeah we've had people who are brand new that are pumped and also people who have been through rocked one through four that are i think jacked as well because they've kind of seen it all from i think i've told this story before when i first opened the gym or first started a gym and i was budgeting equipment and i forgot to budget <laughs> the floor and the floor is like one of the biggest costs so like all of a sudden like yeah we i mean we opened up and um, which is awesome. I'm proud of where we started, but we only had two rowers. Like Kinsley and I were laughing about it. And at one point we got one airdyne, one airdyne for the gym. So we do like, sometimes we'd run a class and it would like, like eight or 10 people would wait. Like you would, the workout started on the bike. So you'd have to wait like 12 minutes to get your turn to start. And anyway, so now we're all in boxes and all get to go at the same time. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Very exciting. And What's next for updates? Well, I think that's that was a super positive update and has keep kept us very busy and maybe our minds off this next update. But I think right as we were leaving um, our last podcast, we were talking about our embryo transfer because I believe it was that week. I think it was the 12th or something that I went. Seems like forever ago now, but it was an unsuccessful transfer, which means just they put in a live embryo and just nothing happened. So technically that little embryo just didn't keep dividing, didn't attach, uh, no pregnancy. So that was, yeah, that was 
probably the weekend we were supposed to do a podcast and, <laughs> and just weren't feeling like doing a podcast. Yeah. And I think we're, we weren't in a horrible place there and I don't think we're in a bad place now. I think we're, I think as good of a place as you could be in. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was like very sad. I think, um, again, before PAX and we talked about this, I think a couple podcasts ago, but before PAX and I mean, it was, it was like two years of disappointing news and then things got, we got good, like the, it, 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 it flipped around and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we we're going to Victoria and you know, the, um, you had eggs in there and the egg retrieval went well and then everything just went well and mm-hmm. we had Paxton first try. Mm-hmm. So it almost felt like it was going to work again. Yeah. We kind of, I, I went into it and I remember last time being maybe a bit more pessimistic and expecting the worst. And I just, I thought this time, no, just be positive. It gets, allow yourself to get excited. There's, you know, no reason this shouldn't work. It worked last time. Everything's the same. So when we, we did a test at home before I went for blood work and to just not see that second line, like it just immediately you think maybe the test is broken and you try again. And it was, yeah, just a very crushing dose of reality that this is what tons of people go through. And yeah, it's kind of part of the process. The nurse and doctors really just, there was no answer to be found it just not all embryos are babies. Yeah. And I think if I'm being perfectly 100% honest and transparent, which I believe that's who we try to be, um, whether you know us in person or you just know us through this podcast, but if this, if it would have happened like this the first time, it would have been a lot more devastating. I think it's a little bit easier for me anyway, because like two minutes later, I got a one-year-old hanging off my leg mm-hmm. and it's time to just move on. And she wants to go play and it's, yeah. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it, I don't know, it was, it wasn't a happy day, but I think we, yeah, either we're older and we've matured or I think when you just have a little one at home, it's, I think it just makes you maybe extra grateful or you realize how difficult this is Yeah, because we can't do it naturally and then you fail artificially. Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh man, it's hard. It's actually... We've said it before. It's it's like a miracle it ever works. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we feel for anybody who's definitely feel for you if you're struggling or yeah, if you've done this before. Or artificially. Yeah, it's um, when you're going for something as great as having a little human. It's just like uh, it's a, it's just a little bit tough when it doesn't work. But we have two more tries at it. Yeah. Got back on the horse, and um, for me, since nothing... <laughs> Got back on the horses, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> that, not the not the same. <laughs> well, I could apply something else as far as making a baby. Oh, okay. But Sorry. Got back on track. Got I... back on track. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Um, yeah, we're going to try again so I have an ultrasound later this week that will determine whether or not next week I can go and try this whole thing again 
Yeah. So, so if we'll we stay keep on, you posted. Yeah. We'll stay, stay on, on track, track of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And you might get the news um, about the next one, or maybe we'll have an episode before you leave again. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer, but we're good. Um, and we are lucky to have a one-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old at home. Mm-hmm. So life is still good. Even when you get bad news, life is still good. All right. I think that's all the updates, eh? That is all the updates. All right. So the theme of this episode is we don't really have a theme. We have um, we had a couple things on our brains in the last like few weeks, months, and we just want to chat about them today. So the first one, basically the preface for this one is I'm not like crazy anti-technology. Let's just get that out there. I'm not totally against cell phones, but here's kind of the gist of the story and then we'll get into the rest of it. But our gym is an amazing place and maybe that sounds braggy, but it's just, it's awesome. I, I love our gym and I love our community and one of the best things about our community, I mean, everybody who says this, okay, what's your favorite thing about the gym? Like, I mean, everybody, oh, the, the people and I've met so many friends, I've met so many people and people love to, especially before COVID, people love to mingle before, after, during classes. There's, it is so the opposite of a regular gym. There's no headphones in our gym. People talk, people, there's great relationships built in our gym. And I've become so close with so many different people, not for any particular reason, except I get to see them every day and Mm -hmm. there's time to chat in our workout. So we love the community, just like our community loves the community. And one of our core values at our gym is being friendly and being friendly means you you're present, you chat with people. So when COVID kind of hit, we closed. When we reopened, we had to kind of adjust the gym a bit. So anyway, it was like, I don't know, it might've been a month or two or three months later. And I just remember saying to Jen or Jen saying to me, and we just, I said, Jen, people are on their cell phones a lot during classes, like a lot, a lot to the point that once I noticed it, I can't unnotice it how much people are on their phones or grabbing their phones during class. And I couldn't quite, I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then I realized that one of the changes we made was again, back before COVID that there, there were no squares. People left their belongings at the front, everything. People left their belongings in their gym bag and the bag used to go on the boxes or we had a bag shelf. The bag shelf was awesome. It was it organized all the duffel bags. So nobody had a spot on the floor and nobody had any belongings on the floor. All of a sudden now we have squares and we had asked people to bring their belongings to their square because we didn't want people mingling or unable to physically distance if they had their bags on the shelf. So the bag shelf disappeared. People bring their belongings to the floor. The phone is now visible or within arm's reach and it kind of changed the dynamic of our gym and we really, really didn't, we, we don't like it. We really didn't like it because it's the opposite of what we're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I think for a few different reasons and we are not, 
like if you have been in one of our classes as an, and have used your phone, this is strictly like this is total environment. It's like it's not your fault. Your phone is close by. This is what happens. If and I we're stuck, not even we're not I stuck even donuts in your bag, I would expect you to take a bite of the donut. Like it's we read about this all the time about habits and how important our environment is. And if things that are going to draw you in like your cell phone are close to you, like you just, you literally can't help it. Yeah. And we're not even mad. Like we're not mad at anybody in particular. It was just like, we kind of almost solved the mystery. And I thought Mm -hmm. it's the gym bag. The gym bag is close. People are on their phones. And as I kind of noticed it, and again, people like, I, I think as, as an individual, it's like, I, it's very easy to, you think, well, you know, Zach, it's just a phone. Just let that person text. It's just a phone. From my perspective, we're running, we're running like this giant family community and one, one person turns into two people, mm-hmm. two people per class. I'm saying it, it snowballs so quickly. So yeah. I don't know if people realize that when, when one thing changes a little bit, it's not the individual I'm worried about. It's the fact that if one person is on it per class, you barely notice it. But if four if, people, if all of a sudden half the class is on their phones, like it's just a different gym. It's just a different community. It's a different feel where instead of people chatting and laughing and socializing, which is like half of what we do, mm-hmm. um, people are on their phone. So the snowball effect is always what we are concerned yeah. about. And I mean, we're talking, like there's always rest periods. So in between sets, people were on their phone. In between, like in the rest periods during condition, when you're conditioning, when you're like practically dying, yeah. um, people are checking their phones. People are checking their phones during the 10 minutes or whatever, eight minutes, you know, before class starts. So then like Zach said, it's just, you're not really present. You're not talking to that person beside you. That's for sure. And they're not going to interrupt you because it looks like you're busy. Yeah. And we just kind of wanted to, we're going to slowly work on it to, to stop. It's the same reason why we don't have headphones in our gym. Mm-hmm. Headphones, probably not a big deal if one person has them, but we just, it's just not, what we want in our gym because it I don't think it makes the community better I don't think it makes the gym a better place to be and I think cell phones are kind of anti-social they're kind of anti-friendly not that you're being a jerk you're just you're not present and we want people to be present like yeah well we also want I mean in a perfect world we want you to have that hour for yourself and to not be distracted and to enjoy it with the people that are around you that are there for the same reasons. So have some sort of common interest with you. Yeah. And it's, um, not, yeah, it's not, I mean, we run the gym, so in a way it's for our benefit, but the truth is it's for your benefit and the people around you. So I'm a big believer, a huge believer in, we all have cell phones and we're all probably on them, even myself on them, maybe a bit more than we should be. But we have to create these pockets of time throughout the day where we just won't be on it. And I just think, you know, you've shown up to the gym, which is awesome. You're doing something good for yourself and you have this hour to yourself. I just think, just soak it in. I just, I don't think, you know. turn off that fight or flight, like 
Yeah, just enjoy it. Just be totally present. Be like walking your dogs. You can just really enjoy that. Going to the park with your kids. You know, when I go to the park with Paxson, I leave my phone at home on purpose because if it's in my pocket, it, it's just, it's, you're drawn to it. You want to pull it out. You want to check it out. Maybe somebody texts me, maybe. But the funny thing is when I leave it at home, I'm actually not worried if anybody texted me. I just can't answer it. So for an hour, I'm just unreachable. And life is totally fine. I somehow mm-hmm. did it from when I was one to 19 years old. I mm-hmm. didn't have a cell phone. I'm like, we all somehow grew up without them. So I just think it's very important for us to be very self-aware, okay? Don't take it personally. It's very easy to think, yeah, I don't really have an issue, but I just think we need to be self-aware and anything that's important to you, important for you, I mean, I would highly recommend trying to, well, just leave it in your gym bag and leave your gym bag out of reach, leave it at the front, which is what we're trying to do. A long time ago, basically, whenever Jen and I are spending quality time like I'll just leave my phone at home if we go out for dinner. We're watching a movie. I leave it in the vehicle. Like it's just I do things on purpose so that I'm not drawn to it. Because my brain I don't think is wired any better than your brain. Yeah. Well, no one's is like it's we're all kind of wired the same. Yeah. And they these tech companies have got us and they know how to get us with notifications and emails on your phone and texts. And then now there's watches, the iWatch that buzzes you and people are checking their iWatch like crazy. So again, I'm not trying to be like crazy old school from, you know, the damn kids these days. (laughs) I just think, I think we need to be aware. I think, I think it's okay to have an hour and be disconnected. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good for you. And that's why, you know. It's really up to you what you do, but I really think it's important for your health and your mental health to be aware of your screen time, phone time, and social media time. So what I would do right now is, I did it today as well, but open up your phone, click on settings, and notifications, sounds, do not disturb, there is screen time. You can click on screen time. And you can check out your daily average. And then if you click on see all activity, it breaks it down for you. You can look at your daily average in the week, your daily, are you up or down from last week? And then how much time you spent on each app, messages, Instagram, Zen planner, music. Um, So I don't think the goal is not to get them all to zero, but in this crazy busy world that we all live in, if you're spending two to three hours on social media day or Instagram or whatever, I mean, we're talking like it could be 12, 13, 14 hours a week, which is like a whole other day. It's like you magically can yeah, gain you time. Day. You have, you're like, you could give yourself like a day back. So yeah, it's just something to be very aware of. And again, whether it's related to our gym or not, is maybe important to this podcast or maybe not, but I also think I've been guilty of this too, where Jen will say, you know, Zach, you got to put your phone down, got to stop scrolling. And I just, you know, we work hard. We work hard at it because we're guilty of it too, guys. 
we work really hard where we will leave our phone in the bathroom when our daughter is up because if my phone is beside me and I see it flash, it's like nearly impossible to not grab it. So, because you think I'll just take a quick look, but yeah. then you read the text and then you think, well, shoot, now I read the text, I can't not respond. What are they? What are the kids calling that these days? Ghost. You don't want to ghost, ghost somebody. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. Hey, just be aware of your screen time. Go, go click on screen time in your phone and just check it out. You, you improve it a little bit. And I think it's, I think it's like, it would do wonders for your, your mental game. The second thing is let's remain human and human humans are social creatures, social animals and tech is killing that. So I think it's just important where if you're going out to hang out with friends or you're going over to a friend's house. With you're family. going to the gym. You're going to see family. Like make a decision on do I need to be on my phone or do I want to? Because the truth is in those situations, I don't want to or don't need to. So I purposely leave my phone behind. I don't take it in. It's not within arm's reach because I'm I'm bad for it too. So that's my advice on that. And we hope we can kind of, to be honest, keep it out of the gym because mm-hmm. we want our community to thrive. And I think being on phones in classes is just it's not good for the community and i really just don't think it's great for your workout it's also not super great for the coach's morale <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not it's yeah imagine you were a every like a teacher teaching a class and one of your students was scrolling on their cell phone and just yeah you're like wow i am boring I am super this boring yeah this <laughs> exactly. person's playing candy crush and i'm trying to explain the snatch <laughs> yeah I usually don't think that's the case but no it just doesn't look good and don't even don't blame yourself like blame the device that's yes. the thing it is the device's fault they've there's like there's like so many there's thousands of crazy smart people who are um we still gotta watch the social dilemma people have told us like that yeah. I'm pretty sure that documentary is on this that they're like hacking into our brains. Yes. They know how we work. Yes. They know how to get us. Well, I just read this last night in Atomic Habits about how we are, oh, I forget the exact term, but we like instant gratification for things as humans. That's just how we were designed from millions of years ago to get instant gratification. Um, so it's just how our brains are wired. And that's one of those things, those little dings or vibrates or just lighting up the phone that is an example of instant gratification where it's it's not you or your fault it is literally how our brains are wired to operate so we have to control the environment around us to totally get out of that and if we go straight like physical side now you're at the gym for you you're spending good money to get the best workout i'm like it's actually this just would never have happened a few years ago. And now we actually see people checking their devices like mid workout. Like I've actually seen people stop box jumps, check their Apple watch, do a couple swipes and they keep going. And I think if somebody's checking their watch, like we have a few people in our gym who are diabetics. Like if we're checking something for like life or death situations, totally different. Yeah. Or doctor on call. Yeah. Like we've yeah. had people walk to their bag and like scan their arm device. Doctor on call is different. But if it's legit, like I mean, or or a heart condition. So if 
if we're checking a heart rate for a heart condition, I'm okay with. But I just don't think we should go through workouts checking our watches for tax. Mid mid box jump, yeah. Yeah. Um, also for safety purposes, box jumps are tricky enough as it is. I don't think we need to add anything there. All right, so that's kind of that was on our brain for a while. So we don't need Got to beat that, that one to death. Yeah. We good? Mm-hmm. And positive is that we're not here to tell you how to live your life. Just I think we just hopefully have some helpful advice. So be aware of it, everybody. All right, last topic. Last topic. All right, last topic is um, The Rock posted this on Instagram today. You can go follow The Rock or go check out the video. I've seen a few of these videos, but little kid, karate class, trying to kick his foot through a board. It's super cute. I think he looks like six years old. Five, six, or seven. And he is trying really hard to kick through this board and he doesn't get through it he tries again doesn't get through it kind of starts to cry he tries again doesn't get through it the kids are cheering him on the karate coach i don't know if it's karate the sensei is trying to help him out with his you know his technique and encouragement he tries again but this it's the kicks are getting weaker the kicks are getting weaker he's kind of he's getting really upset he's crying they start cheering him on he tries again no go and I think the sensei kind of gets him back on track where he's like, no, you need to kick harder. You need to try harder. You need to kick really hard with your heel for this to work. And he tries again. He almost gets it. And he kind of, ye- the sensei yells at him like, okay, again. And then he winds up and blasts his foot through the board and gets through it. Everybody just, it's just such a cool video. You should go watch it. The kids erupt, the, the sensei erupts. And it almost brings you to tears just the resiliency of kids or our ability to coach them and they keep trying and they keep trying. And I, I don't think it was like tough love, but I mean, the sensei was serious. He's like, like he wasn't letting the kid become unfocused. He was like zoning in and saying, you need to do this and kick really hard. It was just a very cool video. And it kind of struck some thoughts in my brain. And I think, based on all the adults I know and see. A lot of people have awesome attitudes when it comes to, just like this video, teaching kids. We we do, all do our very best, whether you have a kid, because if you have a kid, you're probably doing it with your kid, or hopefully you are. And if you don't have a kid, then I'm, I'm assuming you would have this attitude with your niece or nephew or anyone where just imagine that the kid tries and we, the adult with the sensei, me, you, whoever says, okay, like, yeah, like good try, but like it didn't work. So like I would just quit or (laughs) yeah, like whatever, you you know, you did your best, but that's good. Like I just quit, go home. You know, you're not, you're not very good at this. So I would just quit. You're not, you're not the best in the class. You're very, you know, uh, that kick was kind of embarrassing. Just quit. The funny thing is when it comes to kids and us talking to kids or coaching them, like we're, I think we're, all of us come from a really good place. Meaning we would never tell a kid to quit. We teach kids and we coach kids to be resilient and work hard. And it's okay if you're not the best, you can practice and get better. 
you know, we, we basically try to teach kids a growth mindset mm-hmm. and we do everything in our power to, you know, help them find a passion and Hey, if you love something, just stick with it. It's okay if you're not the best. And you, you know, you can't always be the best in the room. You just got to keep working hard, stick with it. Try the kick again, try the kick again, try the kick again. Finally, the kid gets it. The issue I have is I don't think we are good at teaching ourselves or parenting ourselves the same way. And it's kind of sometimes a sad realization that because we work with a lot of adults. And I sometimes want to say to adults, would you, the way you're talking to yourself, either with the words you're using or your body language, because you can see right through it. I'm like, would you ever teach your kids or say those things to your kids? And the answer would be never. They would never tell their kid to quit. But I think adults and all of us included, somewhere along the line, we, we, we stopped being a kid. And I don't know if it's when people stopped parenting us or coaching us, but I think as adults, we need, we need that fire. We need to watch the video and see the fire in the kid and the words that are being used towards the kid and just seeing the kid battling. I mean, like we need to be that kid. We need to, we need to tell ourselves the same things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing is, is that the kid, the kid is telling himself like, you know, when it's not working and he starts to cry, he is telling himself, I'm not good at this. I can't do it. But then the people around him are speaking louder and saying, no, you can do it. You can do it. So I think that video also speaks just so strongly to the people that are around you in your life, because those are the people that you are going to come to situations where you're going to tell yourself you're not good at it or it's not going well, or you should quit. You need to find the people that are around those, like that kid that are going to say, no, you're good. You can do this. Yeah. And that those voices, those voices are the voices, like that's what we need to, again, the the voice you're using to teach or coach kids. If you would never tell your kid, hey. Or any kid. Yeah. Just quit. You're not good. Just quit. Mm -hmm. Then you can't, you got to stop using that language to yourself. And again, with the thoughts in your head or your body language or your words out loud, right? We, we have to stop doing that with ourselves. And that's kind of my, the point that I want to leave people on today is that we have crazy good intentions, but it starts with you mm-hmm. and Ben Bergeron talks about this stuff all the time that Your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, and then your actions dictate your reality. Your thoughts becomes your words, your words become your actions, your actions dictate your reality. It just, it's a cycle. So whatever is going on in your head when you say things like, again, you wouldn't tell a kid, hey, just quit. Or, hey, this is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. we wouldn't say that to a kid. So I think we should stop saying it to ourselves. And another Ben Bergeron thing is the voice in your head. If it was blasted over a loudspeaker, the voice in your head, if it was blasted over the stereo in the gym in a class, what would you, what would you want it to say? 
You know, we don't want that loudspeaker saying, oh man, you suck, or I'm the worst one here. This is embarrassing. Like we need to start to change the thoughts in our head. We need to, again, also just be aware of them. They're, once the thought has happened, you can't change it. It's already happened, but you could stop it right there. You could stop it right there and say, no, I'm not quitting. I got this. Or these burpees are hard, but I love doing hard stuff. And that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And well, creating that identity, because if you identify yourself as someone that quits, then it, you are always going to make decisions that support that identity. If you start to identify yourself as someone that doesn't quit, then all of a sudden it's going to become a little bit easier to start make decision, start making decisions that support that new identity that will create new habits. But it always goes back to what you believe you are. If you the, don't believe anything positive about yourself, it's very hard to make decisions that will create good habits that will support a new identity if you don't believe it. Yeah, the voice in your head is your number one coach. There's nothing I can do or say to rule the voice in your head. So go watch that video. And the thing I want to leave this podcast with is if you wouldn't say it to a kid, don't say it to yourself. If you wouldn't say it to a kid, don't say it to yourself. Be the example. So again, it starts with your own thoughts to yourself and how you view yourself and then you can use that as a weapon for the rest of your life for yourself to make yourself better, but also to make the people around you better or your kids better. But it's going to start with you. So, yeah. Those are our random thoughts of the day, Monday, November 2nd. And we are so glad to be back. And we're going to do our best to stay on track with time this time. But hashtag it's real life. So we'll see you guys soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.